Hello. Hey, man, it's JD. Hey, hey, good. So are we, uh, are we ready to record? Uh, we're already going. All right, good, good, me too. Um, well, let me check. Yeah, good. All right, so, um... Oh, wait. Yeah. All right, so you... No, <sighs> yeah. So you reached out to, to me. Um, what is it that you want to do? Okay, so I've been thinking okay. about how MuppetHub.com has been collecting some dust lately, as I've been busy working on other projects. No, admittedly, and, I, I know the feeling there, yeah. <laughs> and how I wanted to get back into podcasting. Okay. And I have no idea what 11-point collar is anymore, because I've kind of used it for everything under the sun, and it doesn't stick to any formula anymore. <laughs> so I, I don't know what to do with that show. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I thought, let's start a show in which you and I, we, you know, Muppet guys, can just talk. Like the like the Frank Oz film a little bit. What what Frank Oz film? You know the the Muppet guys talking the one that the the one that you and I talked about him debuting at uh, what is it South by Southwest? Dang it! That's where I got the title from. Yes, yes, that's where you got that title from. So I, we can't we can't use that title. I was going to call title. this show Muppet but guys talking. Back up, back back up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I are don't. You, uh... Wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me you want to start a new? production well i did when i thought the title muppet guys talking was available that's a great title okay hold on wait 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 wait. i thought you wanted me to do like another 11 point collar which is you know i we've done those those have been great um i see nothing but good things a lot more episodes on the horizon for that but at the same time um you want to start a new why would you okay you know what tell me why would you start a new thing because I've already done the theme song, and this is it! Ladies, gentlemen, and everybody, it's time for Muppet Fans Talking with J.D. and Steve! Yay! Welcome to Muppet Fans Talking. Join us as Jim Henson fans from around the globe come together with commentary on the news and productions of the Jim Henson Company, Sesame Workshop, Muppets Studio, and beyond. Now, here's your host, or at least he's one of them, Steve Swanson. Okay, JD, you got me. You got an intro song. Are you... But I don't know what this is. Okay, I mean, that was clever. That was cute. But what what are we doing here? What what I'm saying is, sell me on this idea. So, the idea is, you and I, these Muppet fans, right? We're going to be talking about Muppet fan things. And that's your idea? Yeah. Mm, no. No, I don't want to do that. Okay, well, let me give you a few more specifics about what you can expect to hear in this particular episode. Okay. And to do that, 
I'm going to turn to my computer. I've just got it back from the computer shop, and now my brand new lovely computer, whom I have named PC Magdalena, is going to give us this episode's agenda. Say, PC Magdalena, what's on the agenda for this episode? On the agenda today, we have laughter. Here is the news. And up next, a comedy skit parodying the Jim Henson Oh, great! A Jim Henson Hour parody. Well, let's go ahead and get started right now. Hi there, and welcome to our very first show. We're really excited about this, aren't you, Aslan Jr.? Growl. Oh, well then, screw you. Anyhow, this program will give you the chance to hear a lot of different things. It represents the very best of the work we've been doing lately. Now, our show is usually one of two kinds of podcasts. The first kind is what you're hearing right now, which is focused on talking about what's going on in the Muppet world and in our own lives. This will feel very familiar to those of you who listen to Dylan Gale, Getting Felt Up, or what Steve here has done with the Backstage Podcast, and it's also borrowing a lot from our sometimes cancelled Muppet News Flash podcast show. The second kind of episode we'll do is for reviews and commentary, sort of a general Let's Talk Henson show. Uh, this gives us the chance to apply our tried-and-true Let's Talk Muppets formula to projects from all across the Henson realm. Here's a little sample of some of the productions you might hear us take on in the future. My name is John Crichton, an astronaut, a radiation wave hit, and I got shot through a wormhole. I'm lost in some distant part of the universe on a ship, a living ship, full of strange alien life forms. Help me. Listen, please. The best place by the fire was kept for the storyteller. Of course, we'll have a lot of familiar faces popping up on this show, or perhaps I should say familiar voices, along with some new characters, and maybe even some opportunities for you listeners to join in the fun. Any questions? Um, what was that? Well, that that, that was me I- introducing the show in the same way that Jim Henson introduced the Jim Henson Hour. I'm setting us up for failure is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay. Because I, confu- I was extremely confused, as I think your entire audience was, because I, like, I, I, I didn't know what that was. It ah. just sounded like a weird quasi-Kermit the Frog impression. Um, I'm not sure that's the way you want to introduce your first show that's very obscure jd very obscure Mm, okay in that case now that you know what this show is about yeah are you willing to try to go along with it for just one episode okay jd because you are my friend Mm -hmm. i will indulge you this one episode one only all right but I, i will do this for you okay In that case, places everyone, we're going back to the start, take it from the top, and cue the music. Ladies, gentlemen, and everybody, it's time for Muppet Fans Talking with J.D. and Steve. 
Welcome to Muppet Fans Talking. Join us as Jim Henson fans from around the globe come together with commentary on the news and productions of the Jim Henson Company, Sesame Workshop, Muppets Studio, and beyond. Now, here's your host, or at least he's one of them, Steve Swanson. Hey everyone, welcome to this new production. I am Steve Swanson, creator of the Muppet Cast and longtime host of that podcast. And uh, we're going to try something new tonight, a brand new production. This might last a long time, or this might be the only episode. We're not sure yet. But to join me this evening, my good friend and yours, you know, toys love adventure. Toys love to play. Toys can be a little conceited like he is. J.D. Hansel. Hey there, everybody. I'm J.D. Hansel, and I'm a little conceited. J.D., uh, welcome to this, your new production. You actually brought this new idea to me. Uh, tell me about what we're going to be doing tonight. Tonight, we're going to be doing everything that we just said. Come on, Steve. Are you not following the plot? <laughs> you said you didn't need a copy of the I outline. I just needed... Okay, I just needed to do it my way. But here we okay. are. The music has played. <laughs> Everyone's watching. Let's try to do something entertaining, all right? Let's try to do something entertaining. Let's start off with something sort of like what we do with the Backstage Podcast. Let's let's talk a little bit about what's going on in our own lives with this backstage? new segment. Do we have a Phineas and Ferb song? Oh, never mind. Okay, go do ahead. Do we need go a ahead. Phineas and Ferb song? No, we don't need a Phineas song. I mean, I love that show, sure? but we don't need No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Then let's start with this brand new segment, Life Talk. It sounds very new agey. Life Talk with J.D. Hansel. It, that's what it'll be. That's good. And, and we can have some new age music there. Ooh, yeah. So, Steve, tell me, what's been going on in your personal life? <laughs> I'm not sure I can divulge that information. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to... In- okay, let's let's let's... And end not of that be, segment. <laughs> let's, let's not be too personal then. No, no, you know what? I, I can actually, I can talk a little bit about this. So sure. I have lived in Southern California now for a year and change. And um, you know what's weird? It, it was such a big change for me moving from the Midwest to Southern California. And I wasn't exactly sure how it was going to work out. Uh, but it has worked out. And, you know, it was a weird thing where... And I think you only get this experience when you move somewhere brand new. But everything is brand new for a little while. You don't know where anything is. You use Google Maps to go to the grocery store. Uh, But it was weird because it was a very specific kind of event that just hit me about a month or so ago where suddenly I felt like, you know what? This is home. Now I have both feet underneath me. Life feels normal. It feels different from where I came from. But... It does feel normal now, and it's, it's a really great feeling. I'm in two different bands. Uh, you know me. I'm pretty active with music, so I'm yeah. in a classic rock band. I've started my own Beatles cover band. Both of those groups are now rehearsing really regularly. The classic rock band is performing a lot, like almost once a month, if not more. Um, so music is keeping me very busy. Work is keeping me busy. Of course, there's always concerts, and there's the beach and festivals and all kinds of stuff around here to go around to. So... Um, yeah, things and things are just good. You know, I've got great friends. I've got great people in my life. Um, it's been a real journey. And you've kind of 
you've been sort of uh, had a front seat to that journey. You've seen me uh, with some highs and lows, but I got to tell you, I'm back up on the highs now and I don't see uh, I don't see any change coming. It's it's really, really great. I'm a happy guy. See, that's the thing about lows. You don't expect them. You never do. Now, Home I, can Depot, count, you expect, I can always count on my friend J.D. Hansel to be the, the little rain cloud in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my job. See, it's your job to try to convince me to be an optimist, and it's my job to try to convince you to be a pessimist. Right, exactly. That's and, what and we do, and that's how we keep It is what we do. It in is. Our, in our lives. It's why this works in a weird way, yes. In fact, I think that it is you trying to persuade me to be optimistic and me trying to persuade you to be pessimistic that creates a balance in the universe. It's really weird. Yeah. 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 So if one of us dies, then everything's going to either go into total light and happiness or into total darkness. It's like legend, you know? Okay, wait a minute. It's about balance. But on that note, now, if I die... Then the pessimist wins and everything gets dark and depressing and everything. But if you die, now just stay with me, if you die, everything gets better. So... Actually, not quite. Oh? Because if I die, according to a contract I signed with the devil, Frank Oz will actually step up and take my place <laughs> as the pessimist who keeps everything negative. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Point taken. <laughs> uh, do I win? Do I win the episode? Uh, well, I, you, you definitely have a few points. We're not sure who wins yet. Yeah. We're not at the end. All right. Well, you folks at home, you folks at home keep score. By um, the way, folks at home, we are making this up as we go along. So we, it might be a thing every episode we come out and de- determine who's the winner. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, this could be a thing. I've tried to make it a thing on our podcasts before, actually. Well, that's a, we are very good at coming up with little organic bits. Well, yeah, like, and then I mean, we some... let's talk Muppets gave us a lot of practice with that, and so True. folks, now we're we're sort of taking uh, the energy that we sort of developed with Let's Talk Muppets and redirecting it and seeing if we can just do not exactly more of an open form kind of thing, but but something different. You know, something that's a little more sustainable than just a show being dependent on a TV show that, uh, well, is now canceled. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm largely doing this because I just need something to fill the Let's Talk Muppets hole in my life. and We had so much fun doing that, and it, it see, sucks I, that we can't do it now. I know, see, I would just be filling this void by listening to the Muppet cast, but the host of that show stupidly... Oh, shut up. You shut your dirty mouth. Okay. <laughs> Oh, by the way, we're a little more unfiltered on this show, too, folks. But a little more unfiltered. Well, a little more and, and a little inside baseball. You and I talked about continuing Let's Talk Muppets, but doing it like with different Muppet productions, like with doing it with old episodes of like the 1970s Muppet Show or something, just to keep the format going because we did have so much fun with that. We um, talked about that briefly. I think I think with this show, that's where I'm going to try to use in in future episodes of this show when we're not doing stuff that's more freeform like this, um, or when we're not s- strictly focusing on Muppet News. And we're going to get to Muppet News in this show shortly. Um, oh, is there Muppet News? There there is a little bit of, of oh, wow. Muppet related news out there okay. we can talk about today. Great. I know I'm looking forward to it, um, but. Uh, but uh, I, in, in future shows, we're going to try to do some stuff that feels a bit more like Let's Talk Muppets, but we can apply it to something like The Storyteller um, or that 
animated Dog City series. Are we going to do uh, burnt hamburgers for the storyteller? <laughs> <laughs> if you can find a way, then we can do the segment. Well, I don't know, we, we, we'll we might be able to rework um, the online petition report into something that doesn't take me five hours to do. And if we you can know, do that, that would be a fun I, one to bring back. I am reasonably certain that the Henson Company at this point would respond to an online petition around something like the Dark Crystal or the Storyteller. We just might be successful. Who knows? Who knows? The sky's the limit. By the oh way, for gosh. those, if, if any of you have noticed that there's a bit of background noise going on behind me. Oh, don't um, do this. You do this all the time. No one I, hears it. It's fine. You're sure no one? Okay. Well, I should say, this is actually related to my personal life. I actually sort of kind of have a new roommate. Kinda. In a way. Like, it's it's not official because I don't think the people who actually, you know, own and manage this apartment know about it. And this is news, folks. This is... Okay. This, it's, it's not Can news. We... This is my life. It's just... Oh. Look, okay. So, so some of you may know that for this past year, while I've been studying at the University of Maryland, I have had two roommates from Spain named Javier... And Javier. And he's driven both of them out. And well they it's now that the semester's over, they both moved away for the summer. And the building right next door uh, just decided to close down for the summer and seemingly didn't give the people living there nearly enough warning that they were going to do that. Um, so my friends the Javiers invited one of their friends to stay in their <laughs> rooms without talking to me for the summer even though I'm here taking a class. Um, and uh, I wasn't really expecting her to be around for the next few weeks, so this is going to be a very interesting time for me. Wait, um, wait, her? Mm-hmm. There's, there's a her involved? There is. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Stay tuned, folks. Well, mm, I mean... <laughs> Mm. See, that's 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 kind oh, of. Aren't the you thing glad that... you're here, folks? This is so much fun. I'm already <laughs> having a great time. See, that's that's kind of the thing that makes it a bit more painful and awkward for me, because <laughs> because she is. Uh... Is she cute? Tell me better, JD. Is she cute? All of this is going on tape, by the way. If Audrey Hepburn is, then yes. Audrey Hepburn's dead, I think. Was she in Roman Holiday? Oh, no, she was not dead in Roman Holiday. That's it. I'm changing topics. I'm changing topics right now. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. Other things that have been going on. So, while, so in this... <laughs> calm he's, down, already, he's already got me there. I'm sorry. Calm down. Bring it in. <sighs> okay. So when All I right. Was, I'm good. I'm good. When I was uh, taking my long break from podcasting over the spring, or almost break, I know we did yeah. a few shows because yeah. I get bored when I'm not doing a podcast. I don't know what to do when I'm not obnoxiously talking about my own thoughts on Muppet things. Um, uh, I was working on making a film this past semester, a little short film oh, yeah. with the Filmmakers Club while taking classes. So it was sort of like as a hobby, trying to make a very professional short film with no access to good lighting equipment um, and no budget. So that's an interesting thing to try to do, but the result was great. We... Um, we, we played it at just a little tiny film festival that we had here on the campus. We had about, I don't know, 100 people. And so, it, and so we had this very nice premiere, and it was I, mine was just one in a series of films. It was towards the end, and I was very, very happy 
to find that the audience responded very, very well to what I did because my film was rather ambitious since I was doing an avant-garde film noir comedy, like you do when you're in college. Like um, you do, yes. So I didn't know how the audience would respond to that, but they loved it. Everybody really liked it. And there's a Kermit the Frog cameo. I make a, a little joke with the um, the Jim Henson bench here at the University of Maryland. So I'm going to try to put this film up online if you'd like to take a look at it. It has a few inside jokes, so you might not get everything, well, but but I've heard very positive things about it so far. Well, I was also going to say, uh, just to jump in, you yeah. if... If, dear listener, you happen to be friends with J.D. Hansel on Facebook, you posted this on your personal Facebook page, at least. I did. Or, like, semi-public consumption, I guess but you could say. I very rarely befriend people on Facebook who I haven't actually talked to. So you can befriend J.D. on Facebook, ladies. After and, uh, I know you. <laughs> and you can watch it, and it's very good. But what's Look, funny I'll, is, I'll... I remember you telling me about this on a previous production we did and we've mm. done so many that I don't know which one it was but yeah, I have no you were telling me about the merits of vertical cinematography and how you could insert things on the on the side of the main you know uh, frame of what of the story that's happening and uh, things yeah. like dancing I will never forget the conversation we had about dancing but uh, but no it's it's very very good you did a great job you won some awards from it you're probably going to be a little humble but you won some great awards from that and your film really did stand out um, and you should be commended for that. You did a, a great job on that. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I was I was very happy to get awards. Um, it wasn't all awards for me. I, I was very glad that my lead actor got awards because um, he did... Uh, comedies very rarely get recognized for the talent that their performers have. Like, you normally when you award someone... Normally when you see someone getting a Best Actor Award or something, it's for a drama. But... Doing good comedy, particularly when it's in a classic style, so not something that actors are accustomed to doing today, that's difficult. That's very difficult, and Absolutely, it takes a very good yeah. actor. And I knew that for this, I needed an actor who could be Sergeant Drebin from The Naked Gun, mm -hmm. you know, and who could be basically every incarnation of Batman from Adam West to today. Like, I needed that full range there and an ability to be, to, to go back and forth between being serious and being pseudo-serious pretty seamlessly and that's a very difficult thing to do um but but liam who who played the main character seamlessly a, a serious and pseudo serious yes Ooh, he, that's tough it is but he he was able to do it all very nicely so if you go to um muppethub.com in the show notes for this episode i will put a link to it and if you want to just go there directly how about i make it a redirect from muppethub.com slash movie there you go, MuppetHub.com slash movie. Love there it. you go. So you can see what I've been wasting my time on. Um, now I'm ready to get back into some podcasting and try out a few different ideas I've had for different kinds of podcasts. Um, so that's where my life is. And there you go. And there you go. There and is, scene. There you are. And scene. So that, that covers both of our lives. Wow. Okay, yeah. We're such boring people. Well, one of us. It's amazing that well, don't feel too bad about yourself. But it By is the way, amazing folks, that before we no, before us. we conclude this this uh, segment, there yeah. is one thing you did not mention that you needed to mention. And I was okay. waiting for you and you didn't do it, so I'm going to do it right now. Folks, okay. JD Hansel just turned 21 years old. Yay! Fanfare, confetti. You're going to play music right here. Of course I am. JD is now 21 years old and uh 
we had a little bit of fun with him. I'm not going to go into great detail here, JD, but we had a little bit of fun with JD. Um, I am just so proud of everything you've done in school, and I, I did. I, I wrote up a little thing for you. I think it was something like what. 2000 some odd days that we've actually known each other since you yeah. and I first met up on July 5th, 2010. I don't care when you're listening to this, guys. That's a long time ago. We're coming up on seven years. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. And it is you can crazy. still hear the initial footage. Like, I, it's on the Muppet Cast the day you and I first met, that interview. Uh, if you go back to July 2010, you'll hear that. So, And I can't uh, even recognize my own voice in that. That's the interesting thing. When I was listening to it, I thought, oh, my gosh, is this one of my younger brothers? It's just not even recognizable. Because right, you were, what, 14 at the time? Something younger like that? than that. Yeah. yeah Crazy. So, so happy Absolutely. belated birthday to J.D. Thanks. Hansel, folks. Okay, I can sneak in. Just for you, I Steve, I can sneak in a little piece of the audio. Oh wait, let me set it up me. then. Let me set it up. Oh my gosh, okay. guys, you're gonna love this. So, unbeknownst to JD, I made a little podcast mockumentary with the help of J- some of JD's close friends in the Muppet fan community. Uh, we they all called in and left, you know, comedically derogatory messages to JD on his 21st birthday, and. Um, the name of the mockumentary, you know, I needed something befitting of the man that J.D. has become. Um, I think I said something along the lines of, you know, he's J.D. Hansel is many things. He's, he's a man of vision, right? He's a man of passion. He's a man of fashion. But among, uh, and to all the dozens, dozens of women that he's ever met, J.D. Hansel is truly a man who is. Hello, I'm your host, Steve Swanson, for these very special few moments. Today we celebrate the 21st birthday of this great man, this man who is, J.D. Hansel. In this intimate gathering, some of J.D.'s best friends and biggest fans from all over the world have come together to wish him a happy 21st birthday. We begin now with some very special words from perhaps one of J.D.'s best friends, all the way from Australia, Mr. Jared Fairclough. Um, alright, apparently it's your f***ing birthday or some shit, J.D., I don't give a shit myself. Uh, but, what's his name? That, um, that bald-headed t- what's his name? Steve! Uh, he was like, hey, can you do something for J.D.'s birthday? And I was like, f***ing no, not really, I don't particularly want to, because, you know, of his f***ing face. Um, but whatever, so f***ing happy birthday or something, I don't know how old you are, you look uh, like 55, but you're only about 12, so I'm gonna say, you know, median age is like f***ing, like, f***, uh, I was never good at maths, so I was always shit at it, um, f*** it, uh, I'm saying you're 40, so happy 40th birthday, um, or something, I mean, whatever. Hmm. we seem to have encountered some technical difficulties with our connection to Australia, apologies for that. I'm sure that message was meant to be complimentary and not meant to be a diss. Still, water is important, and always nearby when JD has produced his very best work, including his landmark productions, Let's Talk Muppets, Let's Talk Star Wars, Let's Talk Science, Let's Talk Music, Let's Talk Dancing, Let's Talk Water, Let's Talk Frank Oz, Let's Talk Frankly, Let's talk frankly about Frank Lee, the runner-up in the 1976 Lake Winnipesaukee mayoral election. Let's talk whatever. 
and the groundbreaking one-episode-only production of The Muppet News Flash. Yes, water and oxygen have played important roles in JD's life, as have his parents, but we'll get to them in a little bit. Oh, yes, JD, they're here. We've extended invitations to nearly everyone who's played an important role in your life to come and wish you a happy birthday, JD. We even reached out to your old girlfriend, Kim. We now return to your regularly scheduled podcast episode. So, Steve, are you ready to start the show? Oh, have we not started yet? Uh, no, th- th- that was all a warm-up. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> and with that, it's time... <laughs> Thank heavens, it's time for our next segment. Here is the news. The news! Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I think I already had a jingle for that because we did it once or twice on Let's Talk Muppets. I was going for a Let's Talk Muppets-esque kind of delivery there. I, I'll, I'll see if I can work in what you just did because that was good. All right. No, I mean, if good. you can, it's fine. No, no pressure. It's all good. Okay. That's great. Anyway, um, so most of our news this week is... The, is, is there news? Yes. This week, we've got a lot of Jim Henson Company new- Hold on, let me check my script. Wait, hold on. Wait a minute now. You're not going to get me with that. My my script says most of the news this week is Jim Henson Company news. The f*** you say? Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? I'm I'm willing to entertain anything. Let's let's hear it. Spin the wheel, baby. What's going on? Okay. All right. So, from the Muppet Mindset... Well, hold on now. <laughs> Is this not a reliable source? That's hardly a reputable news source. Okay, fine. From toughpigs.com. Okay, that one I'll take. Okay. As reported by Variety and others, the series will be executive produced and directed. Sorry, I should say the title of this article first. Yeah, maybe. Hold on now. Back. How long have you been doing this? <laughs> Look, I, I thought I was at the top of the page. I was not at the top of the page. <laughs> Folks, he did just turn 21. <laughs> Made a little mistake when I, uh, when I changed tabs. Sorry. All right. Let's try that again. Netflix released a trailer today that is of particular interest to Jim Henson fans. It's for an upcoming Netflix original series called The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Yeah, a Dark Crystal series. As reported by Variety and others, the series will be executive produced and directed by... I'm not going to try that name. Of Now You See Me fame. Okay, can you really say Of Now You See Me fame? That's kind of... Never mind. Uh, other producers and executive producers include Believe Lisa me, Henson. If you were on Now You See Me, you'll want to say it otherwise. No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe it's a great show. I don't know. I've never seen it. But let's what are back we talking up about? here. Well, I, I think what we're talking about here, I, I, I already want to rename this segment, JD. Oh, okay. Um, instead of calling it Muppet News, mm-hmm. I think the correct name for this segment is is this news? <laughs> um, this is news because this is actually happening. In the past, we've heard about Dark Crystal productions happening that aren't actually happening and never will happen. I was going to say, like, we've talked about the Dark Crystal for a long time. We could talk about Dark Crystal news, 
the same way that local newspapers could talk about kittens getting caught in trees. I'm not sure it's a real story. The difference it, is that this time I've seen the trailer. They've oh, have shot you? this. Oh, this exists? Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, hold on. But hold on. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. This is some kind of like early pre-development, you know, three-dimensional CGI kind of like it's not all that polished. We don't really have voice actors. We don't really have a script yet. This no, is an no, idea no. of something that's going to be done in like 10 years, right? No. This is a new show that is coming to Netflix. Uh, where's the date? Where's the date? See, that's the thing. You don't have a date, JD. And for that reason, I'm sorry. We were talking about a Dark Crystal sequel from day one of the Muppet cast. And I just got, I'm here to tell you, I'm living proof. It hasn't happened. There will never be another project involving the Dark Crystal ever on the big screen or the little screen, certainly not on something like Netflix. I'm sorry. No, you're no, not going to convince but, me. But, it's not going to happen. But Netflix has already released their trailer saying only on Netflix coming soon. And they've already built the puppets. The director isn't just a name that's attached to it. This is happening. We are getting a 10 episode series. And it's, it's, real this is completely and entirely real and the thing is we already have a precedent for this multiple really? ones because netflix has already made multiple shows with the jim henson company they've got word party up on netflix right now they've got um julie's green room on netflix julie's green room is doing very well so the henson company already has a successful series on netflix and now it looks like we're getting another one now they haven't gotten very far with the show it looks like it, it looks like not as much was shot as i thought now that i think about it that's disappointing but something has been done and now it's not just the jim henson company promising it it's netflix promising it and that's different because normally what you get when the jim henson company says they're going to do something is the jim henson company says they're going to do something and then nothing happens this time netflix comes out and says we are doing something with the Jim Henson Company. And with that, when that happens, as it did with the Disney Alexander and the horrible, no good, very bad movie, uh, we know that it's actually going to exist. So we have very good reason to finally be optimistic. And this is the important part. Before, they said they were making a Dark Crystal sequel. Now, it's not a movie and it's not a sequel. It's a prequel and it's a TV show. That's completely different, and that makes this actually possible. Now, if they were saying we're going to make a Fraggle Rock movie, I'd say that's impossible. But if it's a TV show, then we've got a chance, because the Henson Company has made TV shows successfully recently. So shut up. So they're really going to do this? Yeah, I don't understand it, though. Like, we're really, this is really happening, but I don't understand why. I mean, I, who asked for this? Well, I, mean, I was about to say, that was exactly my question. Who asked for this? <laughs> I mean, it's... it's. Like I mean, it, you know what? Okay, hold on. Let me back up because I was a little contrary in there. Good for them. Good. <laughs> I'm yes. very happy. I'm sure some people are going to be great. But let me also say, let's talk about how well prequels have worked in the past. Yeah. And... 
It's a televised prequel. Yeah. Um, best of luck. Uh-huh. Best of luck. Yeah. I What's going to happen in this thing? Hold on. Wait a minute. So when when the Dark Crystal, the movie, the Dark Crystal begins, all right, scene one, and we open on a world that's completely shattered, everything is dead, everything's purple, everything's just, you know, and there's the, the mystics and the Skeksis, and are we are we starting on the world where everything was unified and everyone's happy and the crystal gets shattered? I mean, I don't know. As I be, understand it, there's we're so many. I have so many questions, JD. As I understand it, we're starting with. We're starting with. Uh, you know what? I thought I knew. I thought I'd heard somewhere where the show was starting and what it's dealing with. Now I actually can't find that information. So I think I may have just been uh, thinking wishfully that we actually had a real story here. I feel like we've been trying to squeeze more blood out of this crystal from. At the earliest point I can ever rem- remember existing. Hmm. Okay, wait, hold on. Back I'm... up. What? Do you like the Dark Crystal? It's Just... fine. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes or no, do you like the Dark Crystal? Yes. Oh, okay. I do not. I consider I... it to be one of my favorite movies. Here? Wow. Really? I do consider The Dark Crystal to be one of my favorite movies. Wow, I learned something about J.D. Hansel today. Okay, well, I did not watch it as a child growing up. The first time I watched The Dark Crystal, and I think I mentioned this on The Muppet Cast, was the time I watched it to review it for The Muppet Cast. Wow. And I know, I know. But and it, at the time, it was okay. Um, but it didn't, it didn't wow me the same way that Labyrinth wowed me. It didn't wow me the way that the Muppet movie wowed me or Emmett Otter. It didn't wow me the way that the Muppet musicians of Bremen wowed me. Um, wow. I know. I know. Wow. But at the same time, it's an interesting, it's an interesting movie because I appreciate puppetry. And I think people in our audience probably like the dark crystal more than i do because it's a i mean it's a feat of magnificence for puppetry you know jim henson and brian froud created a planet they created a culture they created a world they created species of organic life forms that didn't exist before and that's really amazing they just forgot to write a story around it well, um, no, it's I not think com- wait, 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 wait. It's not compelling for me. That's the problem. And I've seen it in the theater. I've seen it with people who love The Dark Crystal. And it's more fun for me watching it with people who really, really like it. But if it's just me, I am going to put on Labyrinth a million times before I put on The Dark Crystal. So getting more of that um, story, I'm not sure what you're going to do to amp up what was already there. That's what I'm nervous about. Like, I know that they've done a lot of great work with Julie's Green Room. I know there's some more things between Netflix and Henson that are happening uh, on the horizon, and I hope all those things are good things. But people who are really, really glued to the Dark Crystal, and maybe this is something that they can reach out to you and I as co-hosts of this, uh, this little production and tell us about, like, why are you excited 
about the prospect of more Dark Crystal? Because there's probably a good reason that I haven't thought of yet. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I would be interested in hearing feedback from Dark Crystal fans about why that is. Um, Look, I And tell me why I'm wrong, really. Yeah, I give the Dark Crystal a hard time a lot because it's fun to give the Dark Crystal a hard time a lot. But what I will say is I watched it... I, I had seen it at least twice by the time I was 14. That gives you a rough idea of my familiarity. Okay. I'm surprised. Hold on. I'm surprised because I I know your mother rather well. I'm surprised Mm -hmm. she let you watch that because my mother did not let me watch The Dark Crystal when I was a kid. Well, once this was after I was 11 or 12. By that time, my mother had had so many children that the idea of actually keeping an eye on them just didn't (laughs) seem very feasible. Oh, hi, Marty. We love you. I have a lot of younger you, siblings, uh, and and many parents know that as the number goes up, sometimes you get a little bit more lax as, when it comes to as what the number the kids goes up, are are standards go watch. down. That's it's, it's the thing. It can happen. Well, look, I well when I was very young, most of the shows that I was not allowed to watch are exactly what I found my youngest siblings watching when they were teeny. And I couldn't believe it, but that's 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 just how life works for most okay. parents out there. That's right how it happens. But anyway, by the time that I was twelve, I was allowed to watch Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal, in part because of the, it's because of the same reason that everyone has seen th- that most people who like the Dark Crystal have seen it when they're young, because it was a Jim Henson project. So parents thought, oh. Jim Henson. It's kid stuff. It's like Sesame Street. I'll put this on for my kids. And so you've got a whole generation of people out there who have fond memories, nostalgic memories, about the Dark Crystal and Labyrinth because they watched them as kids and it terrified them, but it intrigued them. And I remember when I saw Labyrinth, I I was, I don't know, 12, 13 when I first saw it, and I walked out of the room, uh, I think in the middle of the movie, for a little bathroom break or something and i noticed that my knees were shaking my legs were wobbling as i walked away i didn't realize i was that scared while i was watching it but it was just chilling um but both labyrinth and the dark crystal were chilling for me i've always found labyrinth to me to be a bit more eerie and creepy than the dark crystal that's um, weird. That's interesting. Okay. The, the the crumbly effect of the emperor feels too fake to me. That does. I mean, I love that effect, but it doesn't scare me. Oh, see that. Even when I the first time that I watched it, you know, in my, gosh, was I twenty or thirty? I don't know. I was, but still, it was darn near nine years ago, and uh, I still watching that. I mean, I was watching that as an adult, well into my adulthood, going, whoa, oh boy, that's crazy. That is creepy. You know, like, and, and the little podlings, the cute little podlings that get, like, the life okay. force sucked the out of them. The podlings terrified me. Now, Those that cute little scene potatoes. Me. I the, mean, the, the draining of the essence scared me. But what I will say is that what I loved about the Dark Crystal and why I still really like it is for someone whose imagination was still developing and I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and what kind of creative work I wanted to create as I grew older. Uh, the Dark Crystal was really inspirational because, sure, it has a very simple, cliché story. It has a story. It just doesn't feel like it has one because normally the story that the Dark Crystal has is sort of the basic structure of more complicated and interesting and distinct stories. You know, it, I mean, this is just fantasy no, stripped that. down yeah, to yeah. the bare bones. Um, and in fact, uh, I heard from one of my professors that he actually... Uh, showed it, the whole film, 
in his course on fantasy cinema. And he only got to show a few films in that course. Like, he, I mean, there aren't too many weeks in a course. So this was one of, what, 15, maybe? And he well, chose no, as to a show very that one because fantasy it's a, feature, I get it, yeah. Yeah, this is a good template for fantasy. So this was very much my introduction to the world of fantasy cinema, and I'm still I still love exploring fantasy cinema. And it's because I got used to movies like The Dark Crystal that worked with very, very simple concepts, but used them to explore a very interesting and imaginative aesthetic that you can get lost in, that I was able to look at a movie like Legend and appreciate it. Does Legend have a story? No. Is Legend even a very good movie? Probably not. But the aesthetic is something that I can really get into and that really inspires my imagination and gets my creative juices flowing. And there okay. is definitely something to be said for a movie that you walk out of and go, wow, I want to go build a world now. Okay. I want to make something like that. And there are very, very few movies today, Guardians excluded, that do that. So few. And so... The Dark Crystal is a credit to Jim Henson's imagination and his ability to get other people using their imaginations. It is that. It is so that. Suck However, it. no, now, now I will counter your suck it with. It is all of the things that you said, and right now you're very interested in being artsy and all that, and I get that. Um, college is great. However, answer me this question. Well, no, you know what? I don't want your answer. Never mind. The question is, is this and that movie... that sums up our whole relationship. Right. It does. Answer the question me this is, question. No, wait don't. a minute. Hold on. Stop. The question is, is this movie entertaining? And I propose to you that no. No, it is not entertaining. Is it interesting? Yes. Is it creative? Yes. Does it make you want to build a world? Yes. All those things, it's a yes. But when you come down to the fact, is this entertaining? My answer to that is is no, and it seems, judging from the numbers, that an overwhelming number of the audience members that went to this movie would say a no as well. Um, that's why I'm not sure that we need more of this, and it's also kind of why making fun of the Dark Crystal has become sort of a sport alongside the way that badminton is sort of a sport when you, get, when you go to a family reunion. Uh, it's something that we, we talk about it, and... It's kind of cool, it's kind of fun and creative, but a lot of us really don't like it all that much. And yes, I just equated the Dark Crystal to Badminton. That is worth a few points right there. No, it is not, because that is, is such a forced simile. It's not. But, I love Badminton. I will whoop you at Badminton, by the way. Okay, but the, 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 come out to Maryland sometime. But, I will. Is that a threat? If it winds up on YouTube, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but the thing is, anyone who is intelligent can recognize that not every film has to be entertaining. Like, there is no reason why every movie or every TV show must exist specifically and solely for entertainment. You can have films that exist for a variety of purposes. Maybe. I know you okay. hate that thought, but I study film, so I actually have to watch movies that aren't okay, just no. designed for Okay, no. Hold on, though, Hansel, because I, I study music, and I've studied music a lot longer than you've studied film. True. And 
I can talk about atonal rows. I can talk about Schoenberg. I can talk about all these crazy musical theory models where you're getting the tone row. And Hilary Muckovitz and a couple other people, you know who I'm talking about. You know what that is. You know the pain of atonal music, and you know how horrible it sounds. Actually, maybe some of you actually like it, but not many people. And it exists because it's a mathematical form. It's a valid form of expression. There's a form and a reason and a rhyme to it and all that kinds of things. But at the end of the day, it is not entertaining music. And it's not something that most people get meaning out of. And that's what I'm saying. The Dark okay. Crystal, and yes, hold on, I'm going here. The Dark Crystal is the tone row of films. Thank you for the three people who actually know what I just said. But it doesn't make, it's, it's not all that entertaining. That's what I'm actually saying. It's very interesting. It's very intricate. But at the end of the day, I don't revere it to the same extent. I don't hold it as dear to my heart as I do many of Jim's other projects. And I still love Jim. I still love all of his work. But at the same time, I think that the Dark Crystal was in a weird way. It was it was a move forward in so many ways, but as an entertaining as an as an audience member who wanted to be entertained, I think it was kind of a miss and that's why I'm not sure we need more of it. Okay. Let's table this until we do Let's Talk Dark Crystal. We're Which not doing never no, happen. We're not doing <laughs> let's okay. talk dark crystal. Okay, but we have talked this one to death. So let's 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 move on. So All right. All right. So I know that I really threw you when I surprised you with a dark crystal story because you didn't think anything new was actually going to happen with the dark crystal. No, I had absolutely nothing to say about the dark crystal, clearly. Well, it's it's just I, I didn't mean to surprise you with something that you didn't think was actually possible to happen. So let's get back to stuff okay. that we okay. always right. knew was actually going to end up in production and would be All right. successful. Good okay. idea. Yes. So yes. new okay. progress has been made on the Happy Time Murders movie. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Wait. What? Yeah. No, 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 no. You're not. You got me once. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. There's no way that there's anything more that's happened with another film that's hap- that we- I've been talking about. Me. I've been talking about for 10 years when I started the Muppet cast. The Happy Time Murders Project was coming out. No, I'm sorry. You... You you almost got me there. There's From no way there's any more. From toughpigs.com. Okay? <sighs> no. I'll, you know the what? Happy Fine. Time Fine. Murders is a The Happy Time Murder, Murders is a movie for grown-ups about a puppet detective and his human partner investigating the murders of cast members from a 1980s kid show. The Jim Henson Company has been trying to get it off the ground since 2008, and every once in a while it's resurfaced with an announcement that there's a new studio involved or well, you get the idea. Um, the latest development was announced in Variety we have yesterday. Back over the net. Yes. <laughs> the latest development was announced in Variety yesterday. Melissa McCarthy, yes, Melissa McCarthy. Wait, will wait, star that Melissa McCarthy? That yeah, spicy. Not the Ooh. old spicy. This is the new spicy. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy will star in the movie, and she's working on a revision of the script. McCarthy is quoted as saying, When a really good script combines puppet strippers, Los Angeles underbelly, and comedy, it's like my fever dream has finally come true. 
Well, I mean, that's that what, only does happen that's, that's, every that's, couple months. That's so, what all McCarthy right. would, would say, indeed. No, so that's, that's fine. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, Variety has reported that, that M- Melissa McCarthy is on board for Happy Time Murders, and that's, that's actually something that could make it happen because she, she's doing well now. I mean, M- Melissa McCarthy is a big name, and she has connections to big projects. Okay, um, you know what? I want to I want to mention something else here for a second. She has some She has No, she does. She does. And and I'm going to I'm going to go a direction you didn't expect me to go. Okay. Um which I know is a wild uh swerve off of what I normally do when when we are recording. But um I want to talk about a non-Muppet production for just a minute. I want to talk about a movie you really really liked. A movie Who that framed you wrote, Roger Rabbit? No, no. A movie that you wrote a glowing review of and that you talked up hugely on, well, not this podcast, but one of the many, many co-productions that we've done over the years. I want to talk about La La Land for a minute. Well, I also have some very negative things to say about that movie, but overall, yes, I did. praise it. You praised it. And I did not know something about La La Land that I... I learned while I was watching the commentary track of it on my Apple TV. Uh, that movie took 10 years to get made. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. And I mean, I, I know it's Hollywood. Things take forever to get made. And I want to, I bring up La La Land because unlike you, I actually enjoyed it. But, um, you know, the fact that it went that script went through so many different permutations the songs took on so many different shapes new songs got written some songs got thrown away i think um there was an overture it was all kinds of things that you, actually folks just rent la la land and watch the commentary track it's amazing but um i think and the reason i bring this up is because we've we like you know kind of dogging on the henson company occasionally but uh it does take a long time, a lot of times, for some movies to get made. And Happy Time Murders has been one of those things. The Dark Crystal Project has been one of those things. I think maybe there's even a Labyrinth prequel or sequel or trequel. I don't know. But there's a lot of different things that get tossed around. And things take time. And and as much fun as I'm having as uh, I am with you know giving Henson a little bit of crap with the amount of time that they're taking for things to happen... Uh, it does take a long time. So if you tell me that something is actually happening with Happy Time Murders, like, I don't know how much footage I've actually seen of anything that's going to happen with this movie. But, you know, if if it changes hands with studios, maybe something at some point is going to happen. But I think because it's Henson and because and I think we've had this we've made this point to each other before uh, because it's Henson, it's because it's a company that we care so much about we tend to want more from them we tend to demand a little bit more results than maybe and i i want to say it this way and i'll 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 jump into my own defense but in a minute but it's more than they can actually do at once but it's more than any studio can do at once you know like we love this company we love jim we love all these creations we love all these things that have happened um, and we want more and we don't understand necessarily I'm I'm putting my hand up I'm guilty of this absolutely I want things to happen now and I you know think we forget that it takes years sometimes for these films to come out Henson is very visible to us it's a movie studio that we have 
that we kind of feel like we have this emotional relationship with as they develop ideas and projects and everything. And when it feels like the Fraggle Rock movie is about to get made and then something doesn't happen, the funding goes through or something doesn't work out or a new Labyrinth sequel comes through, but then something doesn't work out and it winds up going to like a comic book form instead. Like that happens with everything. We in the Muppet fan community have had this kind of weird front row seat to the process just because Henson really is more transparent than, say, a Sony or a Disney or a Warner Brothers or something like that. Like, we get to see more of that process, but at the same time, it's kind of disheartening when these projects and these characters that we love, um, things don't happen as quickly as maybe we wanted to. So, um so it is fun. And I, I, I love, you know, saying all these things and having a lot of fun. But at the same time, like there is a reality behind all that stuff, too. Moving on. All right, everybody, wake up. You're just you're just going to let me. Hang. OK, wait a minute. Hold on. Now, I hold on now, professor. <laughs> <laughs> at least I can, like, change my vocal inflections to make it emotional and like, you know, heartfelt and all that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. Whatever you say. How many episodes in are we on this project now? I have no idea. It feels is like this still the first show? Yeah, are we still do, are we still doing this? Yeah. Okay. Look, we we we're almost out of news. We're almost at the end. Okay. okay? Are we just doing news this time? Is there more after did, news? We already did our personal lives, so we don't need to do anything after news. Are we not doing like toast and a roast or burnt hamburgers or anything like that? Mm, I don't think we. Uh, d- d- what pig would you like to talk about? What have you seen recently with Miss Piggy? Tell me. I would like to talk about Denise for a minute. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, at first I thought you were serious. <laughs> you got me. Wait anyway. a minute. Hold on. How funny would it be if Denise came back to do the Muppet Thought of the Week on YouTube? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. Just call Julia. Bring her in. Please, please, please. Okay. Uh, anyway, one last piece of news that we should address is we've got a new museum exhibit with Muppety stuff in it, with Muppet puppets in it, that you can go visit right now. Oh, that's right. Yes. The Mommy Museum. No, this is a different one. It's not the Mommy Museum? No, the the Museum of the Moving Image. That's what I'm saying. Right. They're opening their exhibit in July. Yes. This what one's are you talking about? now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. At the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle, the Jim Henson Exhibition Imagination Unlimited explores Jim Henson's groundbreaking work for film and television and his transformative impact on pop Hold culture. On. Hold on. Museum of Pop... The Mopsy. That's what Actually, it is. Actually, they call it Mopop. I like Mopsy better, but okay, go ahead. Well, this way, it's Pop and Mommy. Pop and Mommy. Ooh, Pop and both Mommy. Of your, yeah, well, Mommy and Pop. Ooh. Both of your parents are museums now. With Okay, that's cute. It is. Anyway, this comprehensive exhibit... Uh, no, exhibition... 
What's the difference? Reveals how Henson and his team of builders, performers, and writers brought to life the enduringly popular worlds of The Muppet Show, Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, The Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, and much more. The exhibition features a broad range of, well, you get the idea. You get more than 20 puppets and the character sketches, the storyboards, the script, the photographs, uh, the television clips, the behind-the-scenes footage. Um, it's hey, your standard Henson the, uh, exhibit, right? Yeah, they've got your... The... Um, the gasoline pump puppets from that early commercial that they did. Remember that one? No, but okay. It's a really early black and white Jim Henson commercial with these singing gasoline pumps, and those are in the exhibit. They look really nice, and like they've been all uh, done up. So there's also an interactive thing allowing you to try your hand at puppeteering, like the the exhibit at at the uh, Center for Puppetry Arts. See, the thing I should have said is that this exhibit was actually organized by the Museum of the Moving Image. Oh, yeah, you should have said that. Yeah, Yeah. well, somehow Mm. the Museum of the Moving Image was able to set up a Jim Henson exhibit in Seattle more easily than they were able to set up an exhibit in their own building. And I don't know how that works. But I do know that people people from Momai, or Mommy, if you prefer, were there at the grand opening of the Henson Wing of okay. uh, the Center for Puppetry Arts. They were there when we were there. Well, yes, I, they were. I, t- I talked to somebody from we met them, Museum yes. of the Moving Image. Yes. And Lovely so that, that, yeah, so this this may have been significantly influenced by that. But yes, Saturday, July 22nd, 2017, is when the Museum of the Moving Image in Queens, New York, will finally be opening up the permanent Jim Henson exhibition. And this dynamic visitor experience, housed in a new gallery space funded by the city of New York, explores Henson's groundbreaking work for film and television and his transformative impact on popular culture. That's the same thing they just said in the other... Anyway. Right. It's it's the Mommy Museum in New York, and all the Mommy bloggers will be there, and uh, it'll be great. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, except that this one, instead of having 20 objects, has nearly 300 objects. um, And folks, that's more. Yes, we get 47 puppets. Kermit, Piggy, Ralph, the Swedish Chef, Statler, Waldorf, Big Bird, Elmo, Cantus, Askexis. All of these are characters I've seen before. I was, th- those are all, we saw those in Atlanta in November 2015. Um, yeah. Okay, move it on. Keep going. Keep reading. <laughs> Um, many of the artifacts in the exhibition are drawn from the 2013 donation by Jim Henson's family to the museum's collection, uh, which includes nearly 500 objects related to Henson's unparalleled career and features historic puppets, costumes, production design material, and licensed merchandise. Oh, we get merch. Great. The exhibition also includes sketches, storyboards, scripts, and other material on loan from the Henson Company archives. Um, and we've got archival video and photographic material provided by the Henson Company, Sesame Workshop, and the Muppet Studio, all according to the press release that the exhibit or that the museum sent out. So, so we've seen this. We've before. seen this okay. in a way. All right. Okay. But I don't know, it right. might be a different. But Ralph if you haven't, go, then you should go because JD he, and I he, have seen this. Probably, <laughs> but if you haven't. You should go. But they have multiple Cantus puppets. There are multiple Cantai, yes. (laughs) The Cantai, they're spreading everywhere. Soon the whole country will just be filled with drugged hippies that are also old, wise fraggles. Not until after the next election, but yeah. Yeah. (sighs) 
we made it so far without making political references. This is the worst episode we've ever done. We made it so far without making political references, Steve. All right, you ruined it. I mean, I kind of went there with the new spicy, old spicy. No, no, that was okay. That was fine. That was okay. Okay. That was fine. In that case, we have reached the end of "Is This News." <laughs> which is now the name of this segment. <laughs> and which I believe we have answered with a resounding no <laughs> to, to everything oh, that's come up. Um, oh, we're so sorry, folks. Oh, do you have any God. thoughts you'd like to add, no, Steve? Let's on, just, on, no, let's just... But what about no. the... Uh, do you want to add anything on the Muppet Thoughts of the Week? Because Tough Pigs recently did a piece on that. They did, um, and it was very good. Um yeah. In fact, I don't think I can add anything more than just to say you should go read the Tough Pigs article on the Muppet Thoughts of the Week. Um, right. the, the best thing about the Muppet Thoughts of the Week mm-hmm. is that they are, I believe, all uh, preceded by yours and my yes. Muppet president, Uncle Deadly. Uh, but a Above and beyond that, I don't think I have anything more to say. It's just, you know, okay, fine. You got me here. Um, (laughs) No, you've already talked about this enough. If you don't have anything new to say. No, I don't. I'm just, I'm... You're no, in a ranty I'm, mood. I know. I am. I am. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm fine. Go ahead. Go. Move on. You're sure? Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) This is is my problem with a lot of Muppet fan sentiment in general. Um, Because these videos are there on the internet. But are they funny? Are they entertaining? Is this what you really want to see the Muppets doing? What I will say is that... When they come up in my Facebook feed and I have time to watch them, I watch them and I usually kind of like them. That being said, will I ever actively seek out or make time for Muppet Thoughts of the Week? Do I consider them something that I really need to see to be a good Muppet fan? Absolutely not. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm saying. The fact that... Okay, wait. No, no, no. No, no, no. This is a big butt, Steve. All right. I do like big bucks and I cannot lie. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. I knew it was coming, but I still don't think I can get past it without breaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I knew it was coming, and I just—I don't—I can't focus. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, pull it in, pull it in. Here we go. Here we go. All right, go, go. I am glad that they exist because, and I think I've said this before, but I need to say it again: in today's world, in today's pop culture culture you have to keep social media warm if it's not this it's going to be stupid little animated gifs that's all we're going to get from the muppets until they actually have time to do something big yes it would be nice if they were going to be putting on a big musical for us to watch but you know what they're still getting ready to do that in september at the hollywood bowl which i'll be there for that's coming up we're getting there but in the meantime, know, you know. gotta keep the YouTube channel warm, so it's if it's this is what they're warm. Ab- but Judy, this is a, what they're able to produce quickly. Cu- it, it's a lukewarm cup of coffee. That's the problem. It's not. 
it isn't anything of substance. It doesn't even have that much caffeine in it. It doesn't even give you that much of a jolt. It's just, it's it's moving pictures of the Muppets on the intranets. It's not, and it's not you, terrible. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to down talk it that much, but just, I mean, you and I know where these characters have come from. We know what they're capable of. Oh my gosh, of. you are taking this problem. so freaking seriously. Those, no, I know, but no, we know what those performers are capable of, but now it's a lukewarm cup of coffee on the internet. I'm more angry that, that they aren't being given um, the license to just go out and do what they do and be fun. It's like, okay, my favorite stand-up comedian is Louis C.K. If Louis C.K. was comedically handcuffed to say, you can't come out on your Netflix special and open with, well, the joke that you opened with on your Netflix special, you have to come up and, and talk about dirty socks in the, in the dryer and how they, you know, toss around in the dryer. Like, you can't... You can't take people who are as talented as the Muppet performers and writers and producers are, and they are that good. I know they're that good. I've talked with them. There are things that I can never tell you about that they're that good. And they have to come out and do this. It is so disappointing. Okay. Because the characters could be so much more than they are. And that's what breaks my heart You're every not time being I see fair. them. You're just not being fair. I am being fair. What are you talking about? Because to a large extent, these productions are made by the same people who make the things that you like. The difference is, this is what they're able to do when they've only got a little budget and a little bit of time. If you're going to expect high, high, high quality from them... Is that a Paul McCartney reference? No, that would be a reference to Sly and the Family Stone, but thanks for playing. Okay. Then you're just not being realistic. You are raising the bar so high for people who are just trying to do something that will keep the YouTube channel active. This is a simple project. They don't have the time or the money to invest everything that they want to in it. But the fact that they are taking the time to give us this is nice. It's courteous, and clearly they are actually putting some thought into this and some time into this, because I do think some of it is ad-libbed, and I do think that they're reintroducing characters that they don't have to bring back. They don't have to do anything with Walter now. If they didn't give a darn, they would just stick with the main characters that we all know and love. But no, they're, they're bringing in characters that only I know and love, like Walter, and that's great. I think that's awesome. So they're trying. They're giving a darn. But... When, you, when you're dealing with a department of the Disney company that clearly Disney just doesn't want to give any money to right now, it's kind of amazing that they're able to make productions of the quality that we're getting. And I'm happy with them. I'm glad that they're here. And when they get the chance to take more time and be more devoted to a project and we get something bigger and better, we can be thankful for that. But in the meantime, don't cheat the people who are for probably very little pay, putting their time and effort into making something with what little resources they have now. Don't do that. Don't do that. And besides, when you see people, when you see the Muppet performers doing all of this great improvisation and stuff and being really, 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 really funny all off the top of their heads, very often that's a situation in which they actually take the time required on a set in a big group 
to facilitate that kind of joking around and that kind of improvisation when they're working with, at the very least, a long, full-length script with a lot of content in it, if not a really good script. And here, they've got 10 seconds. And 10-second bits normally have to be simple and have to be scripted, and there just isn't a lot of time for the ad-lib. So you're just... I think by saying... I think you're trying to give the Muppet performers and the Muppet writers a compliment by saying that they can do better than this, but really you're insulting them by looking a gift horse in the mouth and saying, you can do better than this, why aren't you doing better than this, why aren't you, in what little time you have with what little money you have, meeting up to my high standards, how dare you? Like, who the heck are you, Steve? Who the heck are you? You know what? I hope you have some theme music queued up. Because you, J.D. Hansel, have just talked me off the cliff. And with that, I guess we've come to the end. Of Are we done yet? Can We're we done. please be we've, done? We've come to the end of this episode oh, of Muppet God. Fans Talking. And we did deliver on our promise... We are Muppet fans, and we and did. We are talk. talking, yes. So there it is, and there you are. Um, hey, that's my line. <laughs> I'm gonna use it now. Too late. I already said it. But see, this Steve, this kind of show is what happens when very talented people don't have a lot of time or resources and are just trying to keep the feed warm. No, that's true. That's true. This is what happens. So. And you know what, folks? This is only. This is the first episode. We. Our, our only plan was to get on mic and talk about what's going on with Muppets right now and talk about some opinions and maybe be a little bit funny and outrageous and a little poignant. We're going to bring some people, some other people on the show as weeks go on. Uh, but this is a whole new kind of production. It's very experimental. We are making it up as we go along and we value your feedback as well. So thank you for being with us along for the ride here. If you'd like to reach out to me, my email address is me, M-E, at MuppetCast.com. Oh, that's my cue. And my email address is me, M-E, at MuppetHub.com. You'd really think we'd have been doing this longer, folks. I'm, I'm really sorry here. He, he just turned 21. What do you want? You keep saying that. And I don't know what you mean by it. It's not like I'm ever going to drink. No, I know. It's just, uh... In any case, hey, uh, you can always find us here at MuppetHub.com. Is there a specific place on Muppet Hub that they can find us, J.D.? No, just MuppetHub.com. That's right, MuppetHub.com, where the Muppet Nation <laughs> comes together. And you can follow Muppet Hub on Facebook at MuppetHub.com slash Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at MuppetHub.com slash Twitter. I think I'm reworking the old uh, Let's Talk Muppets Twitter feed to be just for Muppet Hub podcasts in general, so uh, if you're not following that, you can follow that at whatever the handle's gonna be. You'll know what the handle's gonna be soon enough. I'll get there. I've gotta rework everything about MuppetHub.com. I wanna redesign it, scratch it, just rebuild this thing, and finally get uh, Muppet Hub back to being a real hub of Muppet fan content and great podcasts so it's ready to produce some high-quality work again and not just Muppet Thoughts of the Week. Well, if there's anyone who can do it, and I'm, I'm being very serious now, if there's anyone who can do it, it's you. Um, so I, I, I look forward to seeing what you do with that. Um, you can, again, folks, you can email both of us 
Uh, all of the old Muppet Cast episodes, all the old Eleven Point Collar episodes are all out there on iTunes. So none of that's going anywhere. Uh, this is just a, a new thing that we got an idea to do, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this one too. Please send us your feedback so we can keep on developing the show. And with that... And with that, I'm Steve Swanson. I'm J.D. Hansel. And I'm a Muppet Thought of the Week. Oh, Lord. I know, that was a rough one. That was hard. It was only hard because we went on these ridiculous rants. If we hadn't been provoking each other to rant to each other the whole time, we could have kept it nice and short. Did we provoke each other? I thought we just ranted because that's who we were. So apparently I swore too much um, in your last birthday message. So what's his face? That bald-headed one said I had to do it again. Um... Uh, I said everything before, I guess, so I don't particularly want to say it again. Um, the happy birthday or something. Yeah, I, I don't care. I, I, I just, I don't care.